Botox just gives the face an overall tightness, I feel like. It just pulls everything really nicely. Filler, on the other hand, essentially is made up of some kind of hyaluronic acid to add volume where volume has been lost in the face. Hey, beautiful soul. Welcome to the Make It Glow Show. I'm your host, Megan Greencorn, owner and founder of The Glow Lounge Indie, a medical spa where we focus on the health and healing of the skin while working with our clients to help them see and embrace their inner goddess beauty. Over the last decade, I've built a spa I used to only dream about, and now I have the freedom I always used to crave, the freedom to do whatever I want in life whenever I want to do it. On the show, we talk about owning and running a successful beauty business, entrepreneurial advice and tips, business and success mindset and strategies, as well as trustworthy skin advice for anyone looking to improve the health and appearance of their skin. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope this podcast can help you enhance your business, your life, and your skin. What's up, family? Welcome to the Make It Glow show. This week on the podcast, we have our very first guest. We have Kayla from the Glow Lounge. She is our registered nurse injector. Kayla, say hi. Hi, everyone. <laughs> so we thought we would do a Q&A for you guys today because this is injections is a huge part of our business. It's something that we're really looking to grow. But a lot of people have a lot of questions and a lot of misinformation about injections. So we're here to kind of set the record straight. If you have injections and you haven't gotten them in a while, or if you've never had injections before, um, this episode is going to be for you. So this is very much a client episode this time. So we're going to jump right in with the most asked question that we get, which is, will I look done? (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like in today's age of you see everything on TikTok and everything on Instagram, there are a lot of different ways that injections can be done. But I'm going to let Kayla answer this one. So are we going to look done? Are we going to look frozen when we leave your chair? (laughs) Um, Absolutely not. (laughs) Um, Every person on social media has some kind of filter on on top of their injections, first of all. (laughs) Um, Second of all, every injector, depending on location, cost, all that kind of stuff, has their own style almost that they prefer to have their clients look like um, and results, etc. I am personally more conservative with my injections. Um, I do not want you guys looking like brat dolls. I don't want you to have no emotion whatsoever. (laughs) Um, I am results driven just like Megan is with all of her clients. But um, I also want you to be able to have a little bit more movement as well. Um, So I start out with a smaller dose and then I follow up with everybody in two weeks. And if, you know, you're still having a lot more movement with your Botox um, and still seeing some of those fine lines, we can always add more, but we can't take away. So I always start small and then we can go from there. Um, Filler will look a little dramatic when you leave um, because of the swelling and bruising. That occurs for about seven days and then the swelling goes down. And then usually everyone wants more because they get used to that swollen look and like it. Um, But Botox takes 14 days to fully settle. And so you will start seeing results in about two to three days depending on your metabolism but you will not actually see full results until 14 days. So it's not like you will leave my chair and not be able to make any kind of expression. 
Okay, so this is a process. And I think this is important to note because it's not like you walk in and you walk out looking, you know, 20 years younger immediately. That's not how it works. <laughs> and anyone who's been a client of mine knows that I tell them we are not magic wands here. And it's, yes. it's the exact same thing with injections. Like you, you're not going to get that immediate fix. And I think that's what a lot of people want when they think about getting injections. If you haven't taken care of your skin for 30 plus years and you come in wanting to look 30 plus years younger, <laughs> um, I'm sorry, it's not going to happen. So no, you're not going to look done over a process of time. It's something that builds up in the skin, right, Kayla? Right, for sure. And we can always, um, like if you always see celebrities who like you can tell they've had tons of work done, they've probably never dissolved filler either. And that's oh, another option yeah. that we can do um, if we do, you know, and when we say one full syringe, that's only one ml. So it's about the size of a blueberry when you take it out. So like people think that one syringe is a ton of filler and it's really not at all. People who get full face rejuvenation, it's like eight to 10 syringes sometimes of filler all over the face. So if it does get to the point where like you've had it repetitively and stuff like that, then we can always dissolve it. That is an option. And then the Botox clears out of your system and three to four months, depending on your metabolism. So Botox isn't something that you build on every single appointment, but filler is. So Botox is like a monthly facial, basically, sort of. You're not going to get Botox yes. monthly. It's <laughs> something that you need to do consistently to continue seeing results with it. Whereas filler, it's kind of like working out, like you build it up over time into Correct. your body. Mm -hmm. And it can look jacked, as I'm sure many of you have probably <laughs> seen it look before. That's why Kayla's referencing the, um, the dissolving. So if you get to a point with your filler where it starts to look kind of lumpy and maybe not super even, that's when Kayla would probably right, recommend dissolving yeah, and absolutely. just starting fresh. Absolutely. Okay, cool. So this next one is kind of a weird one that we hear from some of our clients. <laughs> and this is my husband doesn't want me to get Botox. So <laughs> we're not trying to give y'all relationship advice here. That's not what this podcast is about. <laughs> but find a new husband. <laughs> okay. So no, <laughs> no just kidding. Please don't. Please don't. I don't <laughs> want to be dragged to court. <laughs> but I do think it's important, just like anything else, the education is involved. Like we said, your husband has probably also seen um, a very certain style of injections on social media and he's thinking that you're going to look like this. Yeah. So <laughs> you probably want to tell him that you're not. Um, again, this goes back to how Kayla does injections, her personal style of things. Um, Kayla, tell them the best way to kind of educate their husbands without being like, you stupid bastard. <laughs> right. Um, well, honestly, first of all, a lot of men get injections. They just don't tell anybody. <laughs> so that is the first thing. Um, and... A lot of times, you know, just telling them I'm getting this Botox, um, I just want to get rid of some of my laugh lines or whatever, like you're still going to age. It's not that we want to look in our 20s forever. It's just about aging gracefully and why have wrinkles when you cannot have wrinkles. Yeah. Um, but I think just educating him and show, even showing him, you know, our Instagram pages of our before and afters. Um, other places around the area that do injections that there before and afters, 
Um, and just, you know, letting them know like, hey, if I look too done or whatever, or if it doesn't work, Botox is out of my body in three months. Yeah. If filler, if I look crazy, we can dissolve it. Like, and just letting them know that there are options to reverse it, I think would give them peace of mind too. Um, and just telling them like, hey, I know you think that I don't need this, but if it makes you feel good and it makes you more confident, then I think letting them know that they'll be okay with it. Um, and if he still doesn't agree, you don't have to tell him. So, <laughs> <laughs> And I also do think it's really important to note again that obviously a lot of my clients see me and they're very wary about getting injections. I have a lot of clients that have said either I hide my injections from my husband or he flat out just does not think I should get them. Now, with aesthetics licensing, there's only so much that I can do for the skin. So if you come in with lines, with wrinkles, estheticians, I don't care who they are, they cannot make them disappear. This is so important to note that you are not going to come in and walk out with a brand new face. That's just not how it works. Right. So there is only so much that I can do with my scope of licensing, which is why I brought Kayla in in the first place, because injectables are a really great complement to professional facials because she can make those lines disappear. Whereas we make sure that the skin is, you know, super hydrated, you're getting exfoliated, but if you want those lines gone, injections are what is going to have to happen. And vice versa with any kind of injections. It is so important to keep up with a good home care routine, to be compliant with it, to be getting those facials once a month, you know, your microneedling, your dermaplaning, all of that stuff, that in combination with your injections is going to produce amazing results over time. And the type of toxin that I use does not have preservatives in it. So we don't have to go up on your dosing every single appointment like you would with Botox brand. So you don't build a tolerance to it. You don't have to get more and more every time. And then getting those facials once a month, working on your texture, working on your unevenness, working on those breakouts, stuff like that will make your injections look even better. It's a great marriage of two services. So it's definitely something to consider if you're looking for the whole package and not just a facial once a month or Botox twice a year. Um, is it safe? This is something that we get a lot. A lot of my clients are kind of like, mm, like, I don't know. I don't know if I want to put that in my body. Let's talk about <laughs> it. Yeah. So actually Botox, botulinum toxin A, which is the main ingredients in Botox. Um, it is one of the most studied drugs essentially in the FDA. Um, it has been around since the eighties. Um, very minimal to no side effects almost. Um, of course, everyone one is different. Um, but yeah, it is one of the most studied drugs and everything that we use is FDA approved. Um, that has even been a question a couple of times from clients I have seen. I will never put anything in your face that is not FDA approved and that is not made in America. Just because if we order stuff, you know, and this could be something that you ask a potential injector um, where do you get where do stuff? you buy? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Because there are some sites in, you know, Europe and we even Canada. Yep. Yeah, even Canada <laughs> that it comes from Korea or some kind of country overseas. And there's really no licensing that goes into what they put in it over there. Um, so making sure where they asking them where they order, what they're using on you, stuff like that. 
Um, and I do also put that in my consents as well. And you will fill out like a very detailed health history with me. It's like 15 pages long. <laughs> um, all of my clients get a consultation, whether that be a separate consultation um, prior to your first appointment or just right before your first injection appointment. And I go over like your all of your health history with you, allergies, medication, stuff like that, potential interactions. But yes, it is very safe. Well, I feel better about that now that you've <laughs> shot my face up with lots of Botox yeah. filler. <laughs> so <Some> just <laughs> I think it's interesting that we talk about other types of Botox because you hear Botox all the time. That's that's mm -hmm. the name brand. It's kind of like Kleenex or Zip right. bags. <laughs> like it's it's not a one brand for everything. Not everything that you get is Botox. So I know Kayla uses Zeoman. Let's talk just a mm -hmm. tiny bit about the difference between Zeoman and Botox and something that you should ask your service provider if you're looking to do injections. Yeah. So Zeoman um, and Botox brand both have the same active ingredient, which is botulin toxin A. Um, Botox brand has preservative proteins that bind to the botulin toxin. And so that's what makes it essentially like preserve and keep longer before you get injected with it. Oh. So Zeoman does not have that preservative protein in it. And so you can store them both at room air, but then once you mix it with your saline prior to injecting, because of that preservative Botox, you can keep for up to like six weeks. And Zeoman, you have to throw away within 24 hours. So it's just a matter of shelf life. Pretty much, yeah. And okay. then the Zeoman with it not having any of those preservatives, um, it might not last as long in some people. Gotcha. That really is just dependent on your metabolism. Yeah. Um, I have some clients that blow through it in like two months. And then I've had clients have it last six or eight five months. Five to <laughs> six, yeah, to eight months, you know. Um, and dose equals duration for all toxins period but the zeomin you will not build up a tolerance to it because it doesn't have those preservatives so if we start you off with three units per injection site we can usually maintain you pretty well with three units each time whereas botox brand because of those preservatives you're going to build up essentially like an immune response to it and a tolerance to it so you will need a higher dose each treatment it still is out of your body within that time period once it starts wearing off. But in order to keep getting the same paralyzing effect, for lack of better word, um, you'll have face. to get. Yeah. So say we start you out with three units of Botox brand. Two, three years from now, you're going to be requiring four or five units to maintain that same effect. So more money spent. Folks. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Okay, that's super interesting. That's something that you don't hear people talk about a mm -hmm. lot. You hear Botox, 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 but you don't hear that. You don't hear right. at some point you're going to have to spend more money to look the same. Mm -hmm. That's worth noting. So you also hear a lot about Botox and filler or just injectables, period. But it's really worth talking about that there is a huge difference between Botox and fillers. Oh my gosh. They're they're not the same thing <laughs> at all. They two, they do two very different things. They're used in different areas of the face. I'm gonna let Kayla talk about what each of those does and what who it's best for. Yeah. 
Um, really a combination of both would be like your best friend. Um, but we all start losing collagen at what? Early twenties. And it completely stops and, by 50. Yeah. I mean, you were like down to two thirds, yeah. a third in your twenties. Yep. Um, so what Botox does is it works by essentially paralyzing your muscles that cause you to make facial expressions that will cause fine lines and wrinkles. So think of around your mouth, you have what are called DAO muscles. And over time, your face essentially kind of sags and you look like you're frowning all the time, which is not good. (laughs) We call that a downturn face. (laughs) Yeah. And so you can put Botox in those muscles and when it paralyzes it, it will kind of lift up a little bit in the lower face so it your mouth is eventually a straight line, essentially, or even upturned a little into like a small smile. Um, And the forehead and your 11 area between the brows, your crow's feet, um, those spots, when it paralyzes it, it lifts it essentially. So you can have a nice brow lift. Um, When you smile real big, you won't have those crow's feet. The crinkles. Mm -hmm. On the sides of your eyes. Um, When you scrunch down, you won't have that big, my friend called it a butt crack in between your <laughs> eyebrows. <laughs> you won't have that. Um, and it really just, Botox just gives the face an overall tightness, I feel like. It just pulls everything really nicely. You can make expressions sometimes, depending on how much you get, I guess. Um, but you can't make those expressions to the point where you're going to frown all move, the time move and the muscles right and yeah. you know just like working out the hypertrophy over time of you moving your muscles your muscle gets bigger yeah. botox prevents your muscle from getting bigger so when you make those expressions you're not producing wrinkles and fine lines filler on the other hand essentially is made up of some kind of hyaluronic acid to add volume where volume has been lost in the face So a lot of trends that you'll see lately are like, it's called like an eight point lift. Um, They use it in combination with Botox to do like a non-surgical facelift. Um, And that's just putting filler, you know, in places where you want more definition, and more volume. So a lot of people get it in their jawlines to have a more prominent jawline. They get it in their cheeks. They get it in their upper cheeks to have a higher cheekbone. They get it in their marinette lines around their mouth to prevent those smile lines. Um, and then of course, lips is the biggest one. Everybody wants bigger lips and smoker and lines. smoker lines is yep. huge. Also. Um, I will say with the smoker lines, if you are not taking care of your skin mm-hmm. at baseline, not having a good home routine, not getting microneedled or preach, nano infusions <laughs> if you're not getting any kind of that lip filler will not help those divots in your mouth it might fluff them up <laughs> a tiny bit but they're still gonna be noticeable right. right again not a magic wand right and that's where also we get to people wanting filler in their tear trough area under their eyes Ooh. that is a big one that's becoming very popular Um, that goes back to safety. That is a high risk area. So I do not currently do that. Um, just because it is such high risk, um, of, you know, hitting blood vessels and nerves and stuff like that. Um, but do not ask anyone to put Botox under your eyelids. 
Um, you can do the sides of your eyes for crow's feet, but if you are paralyzing a muscle under your eyeball, you are going to droop your lid. Boop. And nobody wants that. I had a client tell me that she had filler injected into her tear trough and it looked like a worm. And oh they God. didn't <laughs> they didn't give her any like post-care instructions. <gasps> She said it looked like she had a worm underneath her eyes for two weeks. Oh, my and God. And then it just kind of went away. It didn't leave any lasting, like, fluffed up volume <laughs> like it should. It just kind of went away. Yeah. So that's that's why we kind of avoid that area for the moment. Mm -hmm. It's just a little bit too dicey. Um, yeah. There are injectors out there that will do it, but these are people that have been injecting for, like, 10, 15, 20 years. Longer than I've been alive. Yes. <laughs> and that's another spot that's becoming a lot more popular too is the non-surgical nose jobs uh -huh. um, of people getting filler. Um, in, in between the brows. Yes, in yeah. between the brows to kind of even your nose out. Um, if done correctly, it's amazing yeah. and a much cheaper approach to a nose job. Um, but if done wrong, <laughs> if done incorrectly, I mean, you can have a lot of permanent side effects. So just being cognizant of what type of filler your injector is using, um, asking questions about how long they've been doing that certain area. That's always a good thing too. Um, just stuff like that. But filler, yeah, filler can fix a lot of things pretty quickly. Um, but you don't want to just keep adding filler and filler and filler and filler. You need to be doing other things like Botox, like your facials, like your home care routine that are going to help lift your face as well and prevent those lines and wrinkles. So what I'm hearing is it's a process. <laughs> yes. Yes. You have got to be committed. <laughs> so since we were talking about injectors that are super experienced that will sometimes do techniques that newer injectors probably should not, let's talk about what you should actually look for when you're booking an injector. Like what qualifications do they need to have? Questions that you should be asking before booking with them because we we've heard a lot of things <laughs> about people having like dentists there they'll go and get their teeth cleaned and then they'll get injections at the same time so kayla <laughs> let's talk about all of the training that you went through <laughs> to actually get your certification in injections yeah so the first thing um and of course this varies by state us being in indiana you have to be at minimum a registered nurse to be able to inject. Um, now, with that being said, you being an RN, you have to be under the advice and work of a medical director, an MD. So you have to have some kind of physician working with you, someone that looks in your patient chart, someone who looks at your patient's before and after pictures for them to do an assessment on your patient with you. Um, with that being said, if you go to somewhere like Florida, just anybody off the street can inject. So if you are traveling, Florida's wild. <laughs> if you are traveling, be very careful about different state different laws, laws and regulations and things like that. Um, they have to keep up with certifications and continuing education. Um, there are so many education courses. I have um, continuing education with a few doctors actually around this country. Um, that I follow and do continuing education courses with, um, making sure that those courses are 
certified through, you know, AMSPA, which is the Medical Spa Association, um, American Nursing Association, stuff like that. If your nurse injector or whoever you see for your injector is not certified through those things, um, might be time to ask some questions and switch. Um, dentists can inject because they're technically a doctor, but if you think about it, all of their schooling is dental for the mouth. So I would personally not feel comfortable getting injections for somebody that doesn't have know the anatomy of your whole entire face. Um, that's also another thing. Um, and of course that I've been wanting to take is a cadaver lab, um, <laughs> where you're literally looking at arteries, blood vessels, muscles of the whole entire face. Um, that is super important to know your anatomy. Um, what else? I think consults. That is huge. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, my gosh. If they're not asking you a lot of questions before your appointment, run. If you don't have a 10-page health history you need to fill out. <laughs> this is not a point-and-shoot <laughs> thing. Like, you don't want that at your first appointment. Right. Yeah, especially your first appointment. I mean, my first appointments are anywhere from... 30, to 30 minutes hour. to an hour just yeah. because I am reading and I read your guys's health history the moment you submit it. So like I, and I send it to my medical director. Um, we have access to that 24 seven and then I read it with you when you come in. So just being able to trust your injector. If you don't, if you're hesitant about injections, just do a consult. I yeah. do consults that are 30 minutes to an hour long yeah. and we don't even have to inject you. We can just chat and answer questions about concerns that you have. Um, you can ask me about my certifications. You can ask me whatever you would like. And then well, just not, building, not well, whatever, not, guys. Not like, whatever personality, but like <laughs> injection wise. <laughs> they cannot ask you whatever they want. They and just, you know, building trust if you can't sit and laugh with us, you know, and build trust and have that expectation that you're going to come back in a few months um, or even just at your two week appointment, if you're not feeling comfortable that you want to come back to see them, that's probably a big red flag too. Um, and, you know, asking questions about their medical director, um, what background do they have? Um, do you have access to your medical director at all times? Um, have they reviewed your chart? Um, stuff like that. Um, do you have a huge one is, do you have an allergic reaction kit if something goes wrong? Um, we always have, you know, IV fluids here. We've got Hylinex here to dissolve your filler. Um, if you are making a filler appointment and your injector does not have Hylinex at the bedside, essentially at their chair, you need to find a different injector. Or else if something, God forbid, if something goes wrong and you have a reaction, you will have to go to the ER. And it should not be that big of a deal. No. Stuff happens, obviously. Freak stuff happens. You can have a reaction to something. But if they do not have some kind of anaphylaxis kit, allergic reaction kit, you need to cancel your appointment immediately. Well, and the trend that we're seeing is very similar to the permanent makeup industry. So mm -hmm. permanent makeup is hugely popular, you know, microblading, things like that. And a lot of people are getting into it. So a lot of people in the medical field are also getting into injections because, I mean, it can be a great moneymaker for sure. Yeah. But again, anybody with 
an RN or an MD can get into it. And especially the trend that we see here is basically like drive through service. Mm -hmm. So you're at your first appointment for 10 minutes, maybe, and it's going to be a literal point and shoot. Like the needle goes in, they shoot. Mm -hmm. And it's so important to think of this as an art form. I mean, it's like makeup artistry. It's like permanent makeup. It is an art form. And you want your injector to look at your face and make small suggestions on what would make you feel better about you. Not just, you don't want your injector to be like, oh, okay, you want it here, here, here. Okay, look, ready, let's go. Dun, dun, dun. And Bye, see you in two weeks. Yeah. That. yeah. See you never. Yeah. So it, yeah. you really want tailored service. Like this is your face, guys. Right. Um, you only get one. <laughs> put, put some research into your injector. Right. So important. And with that being said too, is your injector giving you pre and post care instructions? Oof. I better mean, be. the minute somebody books, usually, if it's within my communication hours, oh, yeah. when I send them all of the consents to fill out, they immediately get a copy of my pre and post care instructions. And I also do go over that with you at your appointment oh, so yeah. that you don't have any other questions. Or if you forget that I've sent you your post care instructions, I still tell you when you're here what to expect before and after. That's huge, too. If they just stick you and then are are like, all right, I'll see you in three months. (laughs) And then you've never had injections before. It's like, what the heck do I do now? You, they've got to have education on that side of things too. Yeah. And it's, you know, in the medical industry, I know Kayla can speak to this better than I can, but a lot of MDs and a lot of people in injections, uh, it's, it's a quick thing. There's no real like client relationship building behind it, which is so important to us because we like actually like getting to know you guys and like <laughs> learning about you and seeing you more yeah. than once every other year. Like, like <laughs> and just building a relationship in general. Like I've had a lot of clients that are now, you know, yeah, friends essentially. Friends. Yeah. For and sure. just having that rapport with people is huge instead of being in and out in a 10 minute appointment and your doctor never talking to you or your injector, whoever's doing it. And I think it's also worth noting that Kayla is available um, a lot. Like she has yes. communication <laughs> hours and she is still a working full-time nurse, but she will always respond to you. And she's also going to check in on you too. There's a lot involved behind the scenes of doing this. Right. And if you see, if you're just injecting to just make money, you're probably seeing a hundred clients a day, some practices are yeah and they're not gonna if you're seeing 100 clients a day you're not gonna be able to check in on all of your clients there's just no way no No. um so I follow up with everyone at least two days after and then everyone sees me in 14 days whether that's zoom some kind of virtual just a phone call with sending me pictures or an in-person appointment to follow up in two weeks to make sure you're happy with your results we don't need to add more. If we do need to add more, we can do it at that two-week time frame, etc. Um, and then fillers, the same way. I still see everyone in two weeks, um, but because it is more of a instant result, for lack of better word, I don't really follow up immediately at two days. Um, but I'm always available, text, call, email, during my communication hours. And we encourage clients to give us feedback because if you're not happy, we need to know about it. Right. Like this isn't something to where you're going to hurt our feelings 
Like we've had this happen with a couple of clients. They don't want to tell us things. And when I was working in the makeup industry, people would say, oh yeah, it's great. And then they go in the bathroom and wash it all off and completely redo it. <laughs> right. So there needs to be an open line of communication. And Kayla goes through this at her console. She's very thorough. Mm-hmm. She's going to tell you to be extremely specific about the results that you want to see. And then she's going to tell you the results that can be achieved and in what time frame. Right. But it's also important that when you get those check-ins from her, you connect with her. You don't ignore her. Right. Like, like don't. She needs I, to know how you're doing. I at least reach out by text message first because, you know, if it is two days or whatever and I'm working at the hospital, I mean, it doesn't take a long time for me to send a text. No. And so I can be like, I'll just be like, hey, it's Kayla. I'm following up to see how you're doing. Blah, blah, blah. If you don't text me back and then I we set an appointment for three months later and then you're like, oh, yeah, I have this, this, and this happen. I bruised in this spot. Okay, well, do you want to do injections again now? Because this should have yeah. been discussed a week after your last appointment so yeah. we can kind of come up with a game plan for next time. But if I don't know these things, I'm just going to keep injecting in one, either the same spot or two, cause eye droop, which is, I mean, fairly common. It, it happens. It, can be common. it happens to yeah. some people. Um, but if I don't know that that's been a problem, There's, she's not gonna know. I'm not gonna know. <laughs> and then you're just gonna get mad and try to go see somebody else. But we if, can't read your minds, guys. Yeah. Like, and if you get <laughs> eye droop or some kind of reaction, it's. I hate to say it's an, a you issue because it's not, but. It's going to happen no matter who your injector is. Yeah. And so if we don't come up with a game plan to inject in different spots or use a different dose or something like that, then we're not going to know. And bruising, that's another thing. Like mm-hmm. me personally, my skin is a sensitive little peach. Mm-hmm. And every time she injects me, I bruise really, <laughs> Somewhere. I bruise really <laughs> badly. And it's just, it's so per person response. It is. Um, I feel like some people have no issues at all and they look great after they get injected. Me, I look like I've gotten beaten up. Right. Like, <laughs> Me too. Me too. I, I made the mistake of going to Kroger after getting my lipstick for the first time <laughs> and that was bad. So it, it's it's not going to be, a, you're not going to have basically like bruising with one person and no bruising with another person. That's not how it works. Right. Like, and your injector needs to be going, wouldn't you say, deep enough into the skin mm-hmm. too? Yeah, they That's, need to be injecting your muscle. Yeah. That's the only way you're going to get rid of that wrinkle. If you're not yeah. injecting into the muscle, you might as well not be doing you're out 300 this, bucks. This you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so you're not going to see results. And some people, it's to the point where they just bruise on one side of their face. Yep. Like you bruised on your left side, I yep. think it was. Yep. I bruised right in the middle of my 11s. Yep. Um, it really just depends on the person. And some people bleed a lot with injections. Other people don't bleed one poke. You yep. know, it really just depends on the person. And that's why it's an also important that your injector knows anatomy. Yep. If they stick your artery, you are going to have an occlusion. And that is... Yeah. I mean, if that is not, bad. if that is not treated within minutes, like that is very dangerous. So you, your injector has to know what they're doing, but they also need to know feedback of what you were dealing yeah. with for your far next appointments. Yeah. And the only reason she doesn't check in with filler after a couple of days is because you're still going to be swollen. Right. That's just how filler works. She'll check in with you after a week because mm-hmm. that's typically when it starts to go down. 
when you're getting a better idea of what the filler is actually going to look like in your skin. And filler is important too. After I inject, I massage a little bit on that site and it is important for clients when they go home to keep doing that very gently in the shower um, when they have steam on them whatsoever. That will help settle it, prevent bruising farther, take the swelling down faster and overall healing faster too. So there's some at-home work required. It's not just like, again, this is not <laughs> a quick fix, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's not you get injected and Boom, that's bad. it. No, yeah, it's not <laughs> how it works. So how long do fillers last? Fillers last differently than Botox, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so filler can last up to, I usually say up to 12 months. Of course, some people it can last longer. Some people it can only last six months depending on your dose. Um, and then Botox only lasts about average three to four months, depending on your metabolism. Um, since the filler is thicker and consisting of hyaluronic acid, that's one of the reasons why it lasts longer. Botox just gets metabolized out your liver. And then once it's out, it's out. Well, and this is also why filler is a little bit more of an investment than what Botox is. Yeah, absolutely. So Botox, you're going to see anywhere from 9 to probably $13 a unit, just kind of depending mm -hmm. on your area. Filler is going to be a little bit more. Filler is anywhere from, what, 400 to 700 mm -hmm. for Yeah, depending half, on how much you get, yeah. Yeah, half syringe to a full syringe. So that's the reason for the price differencing because filler does last quite a bit longer than your Botox or your Z-Open. Right. Uh, now the question everybody wants to know is, does this hurt? <laughs> we get this a lot. Oh, I'm scared of needles. I hate pain. It's just not my thing. Should I get them? <laughs> so unfortunately, us girls know, you know, beauty is pain. Um, but that doesn't mean that your injector should be stabbing you to the point where you're about to pass out. Um, Botox, I mean, it's not comfortable. I mean, I'm sticking a needle in your face. Yeah. It's not going to feel great, no. but Botox is very tolerable and it's very quick. Yeah, I mean, once fast. once I'm done, once I start injecting, I'm done in five to 10 minutes yeah. in all of your spots in your face. It's It goes by very quickly. And the needle's so tiny. And, yes. And tiny. I use an insulin needle. It's the smallest one you can buy. Yeah. It's very small. I usually do not numb, um, but I have had a couple clients request it, and so I will. Um, but usually you don't have to be numbed for Botox because no. it's so quick. No. Um, filler, on the other hand. Um, you will want some numbing. You will want one. some numbing, which we use. Um, I have some very good num topical numbing cream, um, very high dosage that you have to buy from a compound pharmacy. So we let that set for about 10 15-ish minutes while I go over all your health history and your consents and stuff. And then um, the syringes that I use, I use Revenus Versa, um, and they actually have lidocaine mixed in with the hyaluronic acid. So I usually tell people if you can get through the first couple pokes, you'll usually start having more better. numbness and it's a lot more tolerable. Yep. Um, but the high-dose numbing cream that we use does very it well. A lot. Um, of course, it's not going to be comfortable. Your lips are just very sensitive in general. You it's have a lot, a lot of, lot of nerves, a lot of blood vessels. Yep. Um, and so it also just depends on your pain tolerance too. Like, yeah, and we both have tattoos. Yeah. And I mean, we can get through injections. They're not super comfortable. We can get through it. And then I've got people who 
have stopped me in the middle of filling their <laughs> lips and are like, okay, you're done. I can't do anymore. And then I've had other people who just sit there and like halfway fall asleep. So it really just depends. Um, but I promise the result is worth it. And then you're going to want more. <laughs> well, and I think it's with your lips too. What I experienced was the fleshier parts are, you feel like next to nothing there, especially right. once you have right. your numbing on. Now, if you're like me, my border was super flat, especially from my upper lip. So I really wanted her to make that a little mm -hmm. more apparent. Your border, you're going to feel that because that's where all those nerve endings right. are. The cupid's bow under your nose. Like that's very, that's a very sensitive area. Yep. So if you want lips that are truly like, for lack of a better term, popping, then <laughs> you're going to want your border done and just know that there is a little bit of pain involved with that. Um, Kayla's very good about managing your pain. Um, but at the end of the day, just know that it, it's not completely painless. It's kind of like Brazilian waxes. Like I love how people say that, you know, oh, we're home of the painless Brazilian. Like, bitch, that is, that is not painless. Right. I don't care how short the appointment is. You're still going to feel it. I don't care if I give you anesthesia. No, no. Like you still going to feel it. Right. Now you're going to feel it more in some spots than others. Um, I will say Botox was like next to nothing compared As, to lips. Especially if you've had your lips done yes. first. Yeah. Yep. If you get any kind of injection first and you start with filler, nothing will compare to that. You'll be able to handle will, anything else. Yeah, you can literally get through anything. Yes. And I always ask like half, about a quarter of the way through each section. I'm How like, you doing? are you doing okay? Do we need to take a break? Do yep. you need me to add more numbing cream? Yep. Um. And then about halfway through your top and bottom, at least lip wise, like I'll have you look in the mirror Just and be like, think. do you yeah. think this is looking good? Do you want more shape here and there? Are you satisfied? Blah, blah, blah. And then I turned my chair so you aren't facing the mirrors so anymore. You <laughs> so you don't see the needle going in and out of you. That is also a big game changer for people too. I was like, I'm going to turn this chair around in case people don't like needles. And I think yeah. that helps a lot. You also. can't see it coming at your face. Like you just can't. Right. You got to like woosah and try and meditate a little bit. And that helps. Right. For sure. Yeah. But, and I think the biggest thing is why should people get injections? I know before I got mine, I wasn't anti-injections by any means, but I think there's so much emphasis in society placed on you have to look a certain way. Right. But I think for us, it's definitely more of a confidence booster, especially like we talked about, if you have those skin issues, there's a lot of things that I'm not going to be able to fix. So it's just important to know that it is part of a full skin regimen treatment mm -hmm. plan. Right. And looking how you want to look. And you shouldn't ever let anyone, you know, pressure you into this by any means. But I think there are lots of other reasons to get injections besides looking how you want to look. Right. I mean, even like medical reasons, um, a lot of clients get it for migraines. Um, you can get it for like lock jaw or um, if you clench your teeth really bad and for jaw pain, Botox can alleviate that. Uh, Botox can actually alleviate um, excessive sweating in your armpits. Um, some clients have even told me that they've gotten it up in their hairline for like forehead sweating, stuff like that. So there are medical reasons for getting injections. Um, and then it's just preventing right? Yeah. And just preventing fine lines and wrinkles like I'm 26 and I get Botox like I'm not ashamed to say that yeah. I do my own Botox no. like it's not I think society's been better about normalizing it yeah for sure um but 
even just helping with your overall texture and tone of your skin. Like it just look once it settles, it just looks so much smoother. Like people were like, <laughs> people at my job were like, Kayla, you don't need Botox and well, you don't have any wrinkles. And I'm like, exactly because I get Botox. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're not going to, we're not going to even go there. So it's like, people don't realize, you know, in your twenties, before you lose all this collagen, like this is the most essentially, wouldn't you say important time to be taking care of your skin to get it to that next level. Sunscreen, Botox, skincare regimen, because your skin will age so fast once you hit 30. Mm -hmm. Trust me on this. You would (laughs) rather do preventative maintenance than corrective maintenance because I specialize in corrective skincare. Some of my clients pay me 300 plus dollars a month just to treat their skin, to treat it, not to make anything disappear, but we're talking just to improve the texture and tone of their skin. Now, if you start this early on, you probably will spend a lot less money when you're 40 trying to look like you're, you know, 28, 29. Right. And that has to go with the dosing too. Yeah. Why wait until you're in your 40s and 50s when you've got... When you need a lot more units. Right. When you've got definitive lines and wrinkles and it's going to take 10 syringes of filler plus 120, 150 units of Botox. You're talking two, three, four thousand dollars right there. Right. When you can start getting it in your 20s for two, three hundred bucks every four months into, you know, your 50s, 60s, hell, 70s. Yeah. And just now starting to have fine lines and wrinkles because you've been on top of your home care. You've been on top of your SPF. You've been on top of your preventative injections, all of those things. And just essentially, I mean, I can't give you 10 units of Botox in one spot no. to get rid of a wrinkle. No. But I can give you four or five to prevent it. And that's something that I think a lot of clients don't think about because especially in today's day and age of TikTok and we mm-hmm. see lots of really young girls getting injected, there is some reasoning for that. It's right. not just vanity. It's not just for the views. Mm-hmm. It, it is preventative. And I think especially an older generation doesn't realize that yeah, it can be used for that to start softening those facial muscles at an earlier age. And I think just continuing to normalize it. Yeah. Like you should not be not taboo. ashamed to say that you get injections. Like no. it should not be. It's not that we're not wanting to age at all, but it's about aging gracefully. I'd um, rather look like this for the next 10 years. <laughs> right then, you know, start to have wrinkles in my forehead and down the, you know, middle of my face, basically. Right. At 40. Yeah. And, and even though Botox doesn't give you immediate results, I think that it does give a confidence boost immediately after just knowing that you get it. And then you're like, okay, my face is going to look really great. And even just five days, it's going to look a huge difference. For sure. Just having that knowing that you leave here, that you're going to have results, I think is huge. Yeah. Awesome. Well, guys, we're going to wrap it up. Thank you, Kayla, for being on the show today. Hopefully you guys got some good info about, you know, whether injections may or may not be for you, debunking a lot of things that you see online, and just understanding that it is part of, you know, your self-care. Yeah, I know it hurts. Like everything beauty related hurts to some (laughs) aspect. But again, the earlier you start, the better you're going to feel about yourself later on in life. Um, And just know that it is a really great complement to, you know, a skincare regimen, facials, uh, getting plenty of sleep, drinking plenty of water. Like it all just flows together, guys. All right. 
we will talk to you on the next episode. Thank you so much. We love you. Thanks, y'all. Have a good one. Bye. Hey there. Before you go, would you love $10 off a skin treatment at the Glow Lounge? You can enjoy a facial, chemical peel, microneedling, or nano infusion at our boutique med spa with $10 off when you leave an honest review for our show. We would so love to know what you think. Just take a screenshot of your review and show it at your next appointment. Thank you all so much for your love and support. We're wishing you the most glowing skin. Until next time.